Hi, you guys. This is Richard Sachs. You're back on Lost Arts Radio. Nice to be with you again. And um, we have a, a guest that I was hoping would be willing to come on with us. I saw him recently on a great interview with David Icke that we posted on lostartsradio.com. And he's from talking from Israel. His name is Shai Danan. And uh, I just thought the, the discussion was great. And, and you know that uh, we had Dr. Cousins on the show recently who went to Israel, uh, moved there semi-permanently, as far as he knows, uh, hoping that it was a place where uh, people were so freedom-oriented that they would never put up with the stuff that is happening in America. And he was pretty sure that we talked about it before he left. And... Uh, you know, whatever we're meant to experience, that we go there to make sure that that happens. And apparently he got there just in time. So uh, I wanted to get Jai Dannon back on the, on the uh, show uh, to talk about what's going on in Israel, but also the work that he's doing, what, how he's come to be so aware of what's happening in the world, which is always refreshing to get reminded that not everybody is becoming a hypnotized zombie right now, that is possible to withstand that current that's pulling us in the direction of unconsciousness. And it turns out that Chai's been doing a lot of great work with education in general and apparently with parents uh, for their kids, too, that is going to help the kids a lot. And a lot of what I wanted to read on his site is in Hebrew, so we need him to explain it in English. And we have a chance for that tonight. So glad you're here with us. Welcome, Shai, and thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a little busy at the moment. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I hope, you know, I, I hope I could, <laughs> I can say what I want to say and explain what uh, needs to be explained. Um, and it's true that most of my work really is not about COVID-19 or stuff like that. Yeah. It's about education and parents and families and making sure the kids are getting the right material or the right food into their brains through right. the parents. So before we really get into your present work, you want to kind of bring people into the discussion by introducing some of your background, how you got even to be interested in what you're looking at now, what kind of a past history you came out of, and then that puts some context around what we'll talk about. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm, I was born in 71, so I'm, I'm about to be 50 years old uh, this year in a few months' time. I think 71 um, was about a week ago, but I guess you're right. Say again, sorry. No, I said time is going so fast, it feels like 71 just happened, but... Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't feel I don't feel 50 years old. I mean, it makes me laugh, you know, to... I'm, I'm my mom's youngest uh, son, and to think of me as 50 years old, it's strange. But anyway, I guess you know what I'm saying, because you've been there, you passed through this. Yeah, I do. So, yeah. Um Right, so really I had like a normal uh, upbringing, normal childhood, and I grew up in a, in a town, and then I, we moved to like a settlement, and uh, I lived there, and it was great, and, uh, and I went, I, I've lived in India for many years, I studied music, you see that I have some drums here, these are the tabla that I play. And uh, I studied there for many years, and I met uh, an English woman there, and we 
got together, we got married. Uh, six years later, uh, she died in a car crash in England. Where, while we were living in England, and mostly in India, to be honest, but also in England. Um, and after that, I mean, after she died, I experienced something. It's not accurate to say I experienced because there was no one to experience at that time. But still, for the sake of telling the story, um, there was an experience in me, which was basically grace or love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, couple love or something like that. But it was the feeling, and I will tell you in a second why, why I tell you about that. Because the feeling or the experience I had was very similar to an experience I remembered when I was four, five, six years old, waking up every morning and with... with a joyful feeling of just being alive. And when my wife died, funny enough, sadly enough, in both sides, um, I had this joy. I was overwhelmed with love coming from within. And this was, I didn't expect it. And peop- I mean, I was also, I cried a lot. Tears mm-hmm. coming, came out. I mean, sadness was there. Don't get me wrong. With it, there was a lot of love. And shy as I knew him with his thoughts, emotions, body sensations, everything as, as a man that I knew myself was actually faded out. And what's left was just love or grace. And this love and grace was the same feeling I remembered when I was a young boy. And I was struck by it. I was surprised deeply. Again, at that time, there was no shy to be surprised or struck mm-hmm. because there was no personality, if, if, if I can say so. What happened is that roughly three weeks after that, well, it was about three weeks I opened a book that my wife was reading just before she died. Mm-hmm. And I opened the book, she, she put a mark, a little mark, and I opened it and I read this paragraph on the same page that she was probably the night just before she died. And in this paragraph, it said that there may be a time in a man's life or woman's life that... He will enter into a deep state of, he called it Samadhi. The book was by Papaji from oh. India. Yeah. And he, he may enter a deep state of Samadhi, which no food will come into his body, hardly any water. He will have no thoughts, no emotions, no body sensations. And this may happen out of trauma or deep meditation. No one can stay in this situation more than 21 days. And I was reading that roughly three weeks after it started. And I was like, wow, because at that time I did not know what I experienced, again, if I can say so, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in these last three weeks. And I was like, wow, because the paragraph that my wife was reading the night before, before she died, 
three weeks after of, or so, I was reading it and it described what I was experiencing. How long between her, the trauma of her death and when you experienced that grace state? A couple of days. It was very fast. I was in India and then her family told me that she died in a car crash and it took me a day and a half or, or a couple of days to reach England. Okay. So, and, it, and it started actually not in India, maybe, yeah, but really it started in England when I was back in our home without her. And uh, then, then the death experience uh, uh, hit me. And okay. it was that sort of experience. And it did feel like people are coming to, you know, normally when you come to a house that someone had died there, you come to uh, show condolences. I mean, you come to appreciate uh, the one who left us and to be with the one who stayed there. Yeah. You know? So people came to visit me, but it felt like they're coming to be next to me to get some of what I, what I experienced. So it was, it was a strange feeling for me to be on that side, but experience something completely different. Um, um, anyway, <laughs> to make a long story short, after that, I went back to India. And so I, for let's say a couple of years, I was with a, in a deep state of gratefulness, love, grace and i really it, it changed me all right it really changed me it was a turning point to know that beneath everything there is grace and this is god's grace i mean i have no other words to describe it but it just as is and then this was she died in 2005 and in 2008 uh, i was in india and uh and then I met a, a British, <laughs> a British Hungarian Thai monk, and we just sat and drank coffee, and it was in my place, and we chat, and he told me there's there's a base on the moon and a colony on Mars, and I was surprised because no one told me something like that before, and the night before I was reading in a book from the 70s that someone came to the president of the United States and told him there's a base on the moon and a colony on Mars, and I was like, hang on, hang on, have you read this book? And I showed him the book, and he was like, no, no, but it's quite known, and I'm like, I never heard about it. He said, well, you can research it when you want. So then he left. And I was sitting on, a, on my laptop and I went through like a hard disk that a friend gave me so I can burn some copies of new movies on CDs, on DVDs. So I just scroll in the hard disk and just press, you know, double click just to see that it works, that something is opening up and playing. And the first thing that opened, just double click, double click, double click without knowing what I'm clicking on. And then something just started to play. And it was a lecture from 2006. And the lecture, during the lecture, the guy was saying, there's a base on the moon and a colony on Mars. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> I mean, I got the same piece of information, weird as it may sound, um, from three different sources, three different times. And it's not uh, something normal that you come across in your daily, mm -hmm. daily activities, this piece of information. 
And then uh, I went to the internet. I mean, I watched the, the, inter- the lecture and it was fascinating. Then I went on this internet cafe. Minding you, this was in 2008. And I was just uh, writing down on Google, based on the moon and a colony on Mars. And I was surprised to find tens or hundreds of thousands of results just about this phrase. This, uh, basically, I started a new chapter in life of research, all these hidden realities uh, that I never knew existed. And although this first chapter of, let's say, six months in India, while I was on the, on the beach in India, playing music, studying music, doing my daily activities, plus every day spending a few hours on the internet, researching stuff that, that I just learned about. Mm-hmm. And really what I noticed is that the way I think is changing, meaning I was able to watch a video with a, with a headset, right, mm-hmm. with headphones, mm-hmm. to listen to the audio, and then reading a document at the same time about something else, And on a note, I was able to write down stuff from what I hear and what I read. And I noticed that something in my brain is shifting, is changing. Something is open up to be able to do more. You know, Richard, uh, when, when we grow up, we are being told that our brain is functioning only on 7% or 10% on, and we can do much more. It did feel like... I'm capable of more, you right. know, like in this movie, maybe like in, a, there's a movie, Lucy, that shows how, how she can take a pill and her capacity is growing, etc. So I did not take a pill, but it did feel like the capacity is growing. And it was fascinating as a self-awareness uh, uh, exercise, if you like, but mm-hmm. also the process of learning new things and how to relate to them, not just the, not just the information that I got or the knowledge, but also what it means about me and about the way I'm accepting this knowledge and how it's changing, how it's changing me. This yeah. was a fascinating process. Now, it caused me to, to, to go a bit dark, if you like. And people around him, they were like, Shai, look what he's, it's doing to you. It's not so good. And I was like, no, 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 listen, nothing stays the same forever, it will change. I knew in me, I knew I will go through it and I have to go through it and I have to learn it. I mean, it's like, a, it's like I've been waiting for, I don't remember now how many, but let's say 38 years or 37 years for something like that to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it did, I was like, whoa, I'm starting to fulfill what I'm here to do, to learn about the real things in life and what's really important and not the rest of the bullshit. Now, mind you, Richard, that was after many, many years I was outside of Israel, meaning I was outside of the system already, all right? right so right. It, it's not like I was in Israel and learning these things. I was already quite apart from my old perspective about life and about living in a state, in the state of Israel, uh, about my family, about school, about whatever the state wants you to be or to learn. Right. So, so it was quite, 
it's quite a natural process, uh, if I can say, although it doesn't happen to everyone, as we know. And then I arrived to Israel. This was in 2009. And, and again, after about six months of daily routine of learning, and at that time I didn't know even how to write an email. I didn't have an email. I mean, I was so illiterate in, in, in computer, all right? I, I knew nothing. Right. And coming back to Israel... I was about to stay in Israel for a couple of weeks and then go back to England and go visit my girlfriend in France and then go back to India with my new girlfriend from France. Right. And I was in Israel at my mom's house, sitting on the computer, and suddenly I was struck with this knowing that I don't go anywhere. I stay in Israel. I have a lot of work to do. And time is really short. Now, I cannot explain it. Now I can. <laughs> mm -hmm. After 12 years down the line, seeing what I've been doing in these 12 years, and I've done so many things that I never dreamt on you that I could do. I never thought that I would do the things I'm doing today, that I will be the, this sort of... Uh, uh, this sort of, uh, to set an example for others of how one should live his life or lead his life, you know? Mm -hmm. And not that I see myself as a great example, but people do look up at me and learning a lot from what I'm sharing. And what I'm sharing, to be honest, I, you know, I'm, I'm not just being humble, but this is really the truth. I don't know a lot. I learn from the best. I try to reach the best uh, uh, doctors, scientists, experts in their fields and interview them right. to learn. So I see them, their videos, I read articles, and I approach them and I say, let's, in, let's have an interview, would you mind? And then we do maybe another one and then another one. And I learn by asking questions because I'm, because I'm an Israeli and I can come across as an abrupt, I'm very direct and I just ask the questions. And if I'm bored, I, I tell the guy I'm interviewing, all right, all right, I, I see that. Let's move to the next question. Sure. And actually people like it because they don't waste time with me. So it was a fascinating process. Over the last 12 years, I interviewed hundred, hundreds of people. And especially since the 5G started and then the corona and even more people, really so many experts uh, and uh, Good people I interviewed and I learned so much from them. I mean, it's not just in the last year. This goes, again, in the last 12 years, I can say, uh, that I interviewed so many people. But I came to a point to know that what I've been learning in the last uh, 12, 13 years is the real deal. This is what you need to learn in order to, to be free. Even if you are not me, let's say I'm not still free, this is the way. It's not about reaching there. It's about being it, doing it. And by being it and doing it, you're living the dream. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it ain't easy, 
don't get me wrong, it's not like the dream is like you sit on a beach on the Bahamas and you get a cocktail. No, 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 it's nothing about that. It's not about having a lot of money, about having a big villa or a Mercedes-Benz. This is all my old life, my old child. This is the dreams I had in the past when I was naive, when I was stupid. <laughs> But learning what's important puts you in a place that you can, you can be persistent with what you say and what you do, knowing that you are doing something good for yourself and others, which is so important because mm -hmm. most of us are used to do something good just for ourselves. And when you start to understand what's going on here and how, how our life are being controlled by... <laughs> by maniacs, you know, by really, really bad, bad people. Yeah. You, you understand that you cannot let it uh, continue. And you do whatever you can in order for more people to know about the real problem, not the problem that is being presented over the news and in the mainstream media, etc., but the real problem. And then you try to, or you start to find solutions and tell about the solutions to others. And this what I've been doing in the last, I would say, 12 years, obviously through a personal journey and development through this journey. And, but I think the main thing that I see now is that when I came to Israel and I had this knowing in me that I don't go, I stay here in Israel, I have a lot of work to do and time is short. I think everyone who may hear me now saying this, can think, wow, although he doesn't know what I'm really doing in Israel and my work, still, in this special time we live in, to have this message 12 years back and to do everything I've been doing in Israel, it does, it does feel like I am guided by, by the, the force, you know, the good sure. force, the, right. the good force. Right. And I'm and I'm trying to continue and stay um, honest. If I don't know something, I say I don't know. If I mistake, if I have mistaken something, I say I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. I don't ma I don't mean to uh, lead someone astray or to cause someone else to make more mistakes. Uh, and it's really important to have this dignity and to and honesty. Yeah. Uh, to admit whether you do something, whether it's good or not, whether it's based on science, which science, bad science or good science, you know, yeah, because we know yeah. there's all sorts. And um, what I see is that if in the past thousands of people knew me and appreciated my work, now we are talking tens of thousands, maybe, maybe even more, I'm not sure. So I do see that fruits, the, the fruits are here, but you know, it ain't easy. Time had become more difficult, so it's more difficult to appreciate the fruits, if you like. Right. Uh, but still, I'm, I'm on it, and I will continue to do what I'm doing because it's the right, the right thing to do, to try and save others, help others, help myself as well, my family, of course. So what are the various things that you're primarily doing now? I, I would 
I would answer that not not from now. I, I won't start from now, but let's say in the last six years or seven years now, I'm not sure. Okay. I've been uh, involved in biohacking. Do you know Dr. Jack Cruz? I've Dr. heard Jack of him, Cruz. but I don't know much about him. All right. Uh, Dr. Jack Cruz, he likes not biohacking, but mitochondriacs. So it's people who take care of their mitochondria. Okay. Um, so he is, he's a great dude. <laughs> There's a lot to learn from him. I've interviewed him three or four times, I think, um, as well as others, of course. And I've learned about three major, this is in biohacking or in mitochondriacs or treat your mitochondria well, it, there's three factors, main factors. A is your light environment. B is your water environment. And C is your electromagnetic uh, field environment. And all three are physics. It's not biology and it's not chemistry. Although water you can relate, you can also talk about water in chemistry-wise. But I'm talking physics, I mean biohacking in general, talking about these three fields, which are actually physics. And biology and chemistry, they always rely on the physics foundation. So if you know how to sort out your foundation well, i.e. looking after your light environment, looking after your water environment, looking after your electromagnetic field environment, the rest will follow, meaning the biology processes or the biological processes in the body, uh, the chemical processes in the body will be a result of your uh, physical foundation. So if you wake up on sunrise, let's say, and you go outside and you stand barefoot on, on, on soil or on grass or on the beach or wherever where it's, you're connected mm-hmm. to the earth and you stand with the, in front of the, the red sun, in, in early morning, sunrise, what you're doing actually is fulfilling God's wish for you to be awake at that time and accept the, the sunlight, which actually activates everything in your body, in your brain. Everything. Richard, I cannot emphasize it more. Everything. The sun basically activates everything in the body and also helps just think just as an example the light traveling at the speed of light hitting your eye and then it slows down right and then it changes from light let's say waves into matter but this process is so complex Although it's simple to speak about, but when you really go deep inside, it involves water, it involves your mitochondria, it involves so many receptors, it involves hormones creation in the brain, and so much more. And this is just the sun hitting your eyes and your skin in early morning. So then... This is the natural light environment. Obviously, when we go indoors, everyone is with LED light in the wrong times, the wrong light at the wrong times. And this basically throws away, throws, not away, but it throws your biological clocks. And, and this mismatch starting to happen. And then you have chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you add the wrong water, like dead water or empty water. 
not living water, not structured water. And this is not just mumbo-jumbo pseudoscience. When you go to the spring, the water are moving in spirals. And this is energy. This movement is energy. And this movement comes from magnetism, which is the electromagnetic fields, the, the natural electromagnetic field, which works with the water in the earth in a perfect way. And with our water in the body. The water in the body is not H2O. It's H3O2. So it's totally different. And it's totally different structure, totally different uh, chemistry, because it comes from different physics. So when you go into it more and more, I'm not the right, I'm not the right guy to talk about it, because again, I'm not an expert. There's much more experts about it, like uh, Dr. Laszlo Boros, um, Jack Roos, so many more. I'm not going into it now. How are, you spelling, about, how are you spelling Cruz in case anybody wants to look that up? Uh, K-R-U-S-E. Okay. Dr. Jack Cruz is really famous, and I mean, and, and rightly so. <laughs> the guy really helps a lot of people. Anyway, so when you learn about these things, you, you really start to understand what's wrong with our way of life because you understand what's right. So hang on, why am I... You know, now I have red light here. Okay, I have a normal light, like an incandescent light here, because mm. you want to see me. But normally at that time, it's dark. Normally at that time, I'm sitting like this. I'll show you. My, my screen is red. I have red light. And this is because it's the least, um, the light that uh, least uh, harming production of melatonin. Mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. night, right? And then so many, so many details like that, that when you combine them together, you get a proper way to lead your life according to. And then I started to put this into Hebrew <laughs> because all these in- in- interviews I've done and articles I um, translated, uh, basically I made out of them workshops, conferences. I brought experts from abroad to give lectures here with translation. I put out uh, um, information and, and uh, uh, education uh, courses for parents how to fix their environment in such a way that will support their mitochondria, their energy production, their water proje- production in the body. And this really, according to them, helped them so much. And I, and I do believe it because it helped me so much. Mm-hmm. So doing that was actually after I had a big uh, uh, production company of arranging festivals. And this was healing music festivals. And I've done a lot of festivals with thousands of people, only families, only live music, no DJ, no trance and techno and all this bullshit. Just good, lively, happy, jolly music. Uh, again, I had concerts from all over the world kind of came to uh, play in my festival. I've done this for a few years, and then I've done biohacking, and then I came across 5G, and I was like, right, I have to tell people about that. Now, this is after many years that I spoke about fluoridation of the water and the, the poisons in vaccines, poisons in uh, GMO, you know, all the the normal stuff, if I can say something like that, of 
any aware guy or girl who would like to help others, they go through these subjects and they learn them and they understand that we are being lied to about many, many, many things. Then the 5G story came, came about, and I, again, I interviewed so many experts from around the world, doctors, scientists, researchers, etc., weapons experts, microwave weapons experts, like uh, Jerry Flynn and like uh, uh, Barry Trower and many, many others. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started to tell people, listen, we are going towards um, digital prisons in your hometown, Your cities, your house will be your prison cell. Your neighborhood will be your prison quarter. And this all thanks to technology that can track you, can harm you, can do so many things without our knowledge. Many people were laughing about me, but I never cared about that because I knew I was speaking the truth because they didn't do the research. They just listened to the evening news, you know, and the talk yeah. shows, but they, they were not reading the articles and the research and not interviewing and learning really what it's all about. And this is obviously besides the fact that 3G and 4G are really harmful. I mean, when you learn about electromagnetic fields, you learn that this is known. I mean, the, the harmful stuff in the communication we have has been known for... decades, so many decades, since, since let's say, uh, the first Holocaust, because now, now entering the second one. Yeah. So this has been known, and uh, experiments were done by the Nazis, and then by the Russians, and then by the Chinese, the Americans, and uh, so many nations have done this research, and they've known the, about the harmful effects of electromagnetic fields or non-native electromagnetic fields, and they've been using it for decades. Right. On us. They experimented on us for decades. And learning this about 5G and telling people what is about to come, I also um, approached the public and I said, listen, I, I want to, um, to file a lawsuit against in order to stop the 5G deployment in Israel. Mm-hmm. So people donated money and I started to roll this thing. Uh, but then the corona came. And, uh, you know, things have changed dramatically and the priorities have changed. But I can, uh, I would say proudly, <laughs> I can say that very soon, in the next couple of weeks, I hope, that's the, more or less the time uh, spam for that. Spam? <laughs> spam. Um, I think I will, I will uh, approach the court with a lawsuit. Uh, basically to stop the deployment of 5G, which already obviously started in Israel, big time, especially during the quarantine of the corona, mm-hmm. and, uh, and see what happens. I mean, I don't count on the court that really will stop it because the court does not work for us. Still, there's something that the public needs to say as a, as a public, you know, not just as individuals, but as a masses of tens of thousands of people are saying, we don't want that. We don't want that. Here is the science, the objective science. Here are the scientists. Here are all the research that was done. We want our privacy. We want our health. We don't want these uh, transmitters next to our children's bedrooms, etc., right. etc. So I'm about to do that as well very soon. And uh, I do hope 
we will make some noise with it because obviously the media probably will not speak about it. So yeah. we see, we see. Um, yes, and basically since the corona, a lot of things I was, uh, I was saying, A, there are, people see that a lot of them are true. B, it's really, really not pleasant what's happening now in Israel. And the plan is to copy-paste it to many other countries because right. it's just a plan. It doesn't come from Israel. It's being applied or, or trialed in Israel. I'm not talking just about the, these uh, shots, yes? Pfizer, Moderna, whatever. I'm not talking just about that. I'm talking about everything, the green passport, all the, all the Bill Gates, uh, basically the Klaus Schwab's, these Nazis of the world. Uh, their plans are being implemented here in Israel. And most people in Israel ignore it. With it, there's a lot of people who are waking up to it and see what's happening and they uh, object it. And this Saturday, I think there's a big uh, protest in many, many countries, as well as in Israel. And I, I will be here in uh, Tel Aviv in one of these uh, protests that are taking place because many people are waking up to see that the 5G prison agenda is part of it. The idea is to keep us at home under quarantine Right. Um, and people uh, got used to it, unfortunately. <laughs> now, after three quarantines in Israel, they got used to it. Now, they kind of opened the market a bit because next week there's elections, so they want people to feel good, oh. and they want to show that because we gave these uh, uh, genetic modifying substances into millions of people's uh, bodies, we can open the economy, you know? I mean, this is, again, it's part of the agenda to show that once you take the shot, you can go back to work or you can go back to school or you can go and, you know, shop some food, not just being right. make it delivered to your door, but actually go outside and have some sun because you took a shot. And all this um, logic, it's really insane. And mm -hmm. most people, not most, but I would say half the population don't see it like that. Yeah. In America, they're saying that if you have the shot, that you might get to, uh, like, go out in your backyard and eat dinner with your family if you're really fortunate. And you could go to some small group events and things like that. But that's only if they don't change their mind. <clears throat> and they're, they're starting to say that if you have the shot, you still have to do that, stay away from other people, and you still yeah. have to wear a mask. Yeah, same. Right. Yeah. But, but you're I officially a lot freer. Say what? You're officially a lot freer, even though you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's the mainstream media that tells you what's, what's good to do or bad to do. I mean, it's it just, it's so, you know, I can't even speak about it seriously because it's so transparent for those should, who see should be. yeah what's what's really strange is that if you experience it as completely transparent and you're surrounded by people who don't see it at all yeah i know that's exactly that's exactly the thing i, I there's a division agree. happening right there's one uh -huh. group that thinks well obviously you know this is what's going on and the whole other big group something <laughs> happened and they don't see it at all no 
And you know, Richard, I've been telling about this separation or this division for, I would say, three or four years now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Corona is coming, but I said that with time, this line that separates from those who know and those who don't know, from those who are aware and those who are not aware, this line will be clearer and clearer. And once you, obviously, as you know, once you learn the real stuff and you become aware, there's no turning back. There's no going back. You cannot become unaware again. It just doesn't work like that, which is they're great. Trying, they're trying to help us with that, to find a technology that you can become unaware again. But I don't think <laughs> yes. they haven't succeeded yet. But you mentioned uh, Barry Troer, for example, and he was pointing out which I'm sure he did talking to you, that in the 40s, they had perfected the the way to tune electromagnetic radiation to make one person do whatever they want, go crazy or become a murderer or commit suicide or whatever. Now, we've had whistleblowers from inside what they euphemistically call private security companies in the U.S. And... Uh, they, they just had to come out and, and let people know that the current project is how to do that to multiple millions at the same time mm-hmm. instead of one person. And that combined with the environmental toxins could be a partial explanation for the big group that has no idea what's going on. Yes. And when you tell them, they, they, they think you're mad. They, but, get ang- they get upset and angry at you generally. Yeah. 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 But tell me, I know, I, I mean, I, I don't know it to be true, but I heard, I read that 16 states in the states, in the United States, mm-hmm. have basically stopped the mandatory masks wearing and opened businesses. Is it true? It started in Texas recently. Yes, I know. And, but Texas uh, is not an example because Texas has been trashed by this storm, you know, by these mm-hmm. freezing temperatures. And so it's not an example to show here they open the economy and no mask because it's in a really dire state at the moment. Well, the other thing is the governor of Tec- Texas had already demonstrated that he was willing to go along with all the restrictions, no problem. And I think he only backed off on them a little bit because his public reputation was starting to reflect that. And then some of the other governors thought, well, we don't want to look bad compared to Texas. So they all, I think they all know that as soon as the new so-called variant gets widely known, they'll for, for our own good, they're going to have to take away the freedoms again. Right. So it's just, it's just for, it's just superficial. I mean, because we're talking few good States. I heard, I read it 16 States. 16 is not 6, it's 16, it's quite a lot, it's a ten. Well, there are a few governors that have had uh, um, some insight into what's happening and and realize that, as Trump said in the beginning of this whole thing, you know, this is the way you can destroy a country. And this is not to say that Trump knew everything. He made massive mistakes, but he did say that accurately. And some of the other governors, Kristi Noem in South Dakota, and Ron DeSantis in uh, Florida, they don't understand the re- the nonsense that's being taught about 
mm. the virus and and the pandemic, the fake pandemic, and all that, and they're still behind the vaccine, but they do have some feeling that, you know, if you kill everybody in the world by starvation, it might not be a really good plan, you know, as far as how to recover from a pandemic, even if it was real, and they also forgot that, you know, the thing that was affirmed in the U.S. Constitution originally was based on a concept of natural rights that don't come from government and can't be suspended. And you can't just say, well, it's an emergency now, so we're really sorry, and we'll give your rights back as soon as we have a chance. You you can't do that, I mean, legitimately. And almost everybody in government seems to have forgotten all about that and most of the public. Mm-hmm. And they think that, well, if, of course we have all these rights, but it's an emergency. Yeah. So, you know, we can't have them at the moment. I'm sure we'll have them again soon. And I don't know any politicians in the U.S. governors or legislators or anybody else that still remembers that basic concept. The government can't just take away, even if even if it was killing even if a real pandemic were killing 90% of the people, they still can't take away your rights. (laughs) They can say, well, we think you should never go out of your house, but they can't say you can't, Mm. you know, in a real situation. But it's been forgotten and dumbed down, and it's a consciousness test. You know, is it going to come back or or not? You know, one of the main... Um, I would say the main argument here in Israel, mm-hmm. probably it's also true for other countries as well, but the main one of the main arguments here is the fact that the government has made the corona files or the corona cabinet discussions uh, top secret and right. hidden from public for 30 years. Now, Someone who is doing something like that is hiding something really bad from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if if the pandemic is not bad, as they say it is, why, what are you hiding mm-hmm. from me for 30 years? Yeah. Now, normally a state will hide something if it's a, a you know, something that to do with national security or something that is really, really important. There could be legitimate cases like that, yeah. Yeah, for, for national security, yeah, yeah, they can be, and they've done that. But in Israel, we have the example, I spoke about it with, the, with David Icke uh, on this interview. In Israel, we have this example of Back in the 50s, they were doing experiments. They continued the experiments that were done on uh, Jewish people and others in the uh, Nazi camps. Mm-hmm. They continued to do these experiments here in Israel. And doctors, like eugenicists, doctors have continued these experiments with uh, American machinery and with uh, Nazi chemicals. And this yeah. happened here in Israel in the 50s and 60s. And they have hidden these files from public site in the same way they're doing with the corona for 60 or 70 years. Now, what they've done there back then, apart from continuing the experiments, 
Look, they really, they chopped organs from from children. Mm-hmm. They they've done horrendous things. Like really, better not to speak about them. But again, they tried to hide their crimes, which really Nazi agenda crimes. Now they are hiding again something for 30 years. 30 years is a long time. It's not three years. It's not five years. It's not even 10. It's 30 years. A generation will change by that time, you know, which yeah. is what they hoped for back then from the 50s and 60s. So this is one of the main things that one can think, can ponder why they're doing it. And maybe at least start to suspect that there's something being done against human rights, against humanity, against the Nuremberg Code, against, uh, uh, you know, uh, applying experiments on humans. Now, in Israel, just for your knowledge and for the viewers, it's quite funny, again, how it's done. In, I think it was November, maybe October, 2019, the... Helsinki Committee in Israel, which is a committee that is in charge of not approving experiments on humans in Israel. Mm-hmm. They uh, basically have stopped this committee. Their members have resigned. But this resignation came into play only in May 2020 through the pandemic already. So right. since May 2020, it's legal, although it's immoral, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's legal to make experiments on humans in the state of Israel. Yeah. Fast forward, you have all these shots, these genetic experiments being done on the people of Israel. Not only, but really in a yeah. big way, in terms of percentage, half of the population Israel's a big leader in percentage vaccinated. Yes, yes. I mean, half of the population has been injected with genetic stuff. And maybe some of it is placebo. Maybe some of it is even worse than what we think we know, you know? And according to many scientists around the world, they say whoever, not just in Israel, but world population has taken this substances on a large scale is going to be a health crisis like really big one not corona bullshit crisis but right. really serious right. health crisis mm. and this is really really worrying <laughs> and the government is hiding it and half the population obviously after you've taken two shots you don't want to admit that you've been fooled and right. you've been there's you know, a psychological so, component yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's really strong. I mean, the war is really psychological. F- yeah. First and foremost, it's it's psychological war, say everywhere. I mean, it's not just in Israel, yeah. everywhere. It's the fake news, it's the MSM, it's the politics, uh, uh, all the politicians being bought since many, many years. All the presidents, the prime ministers are right. saying the same words, the same phrases in different languages. And those without eyes to see will not see it. But you only need to open your eye a little bit and you see the the insanity in all this story and the illogical 
you know, binding together illogical stuff, like putting a mask will yeah. stop a virus. This is so, so much bullshit in your face. And most mm-hmm. people are like, yes, better to put two to block more. And this, it doesn't two. make sense. Yeah. Two is actually really harmful to the population. You should do four at least. And <laughs> what you brought up so many really important issues, I think, that behind all of them is the amazing scope of collusion worldwide among leaders to dumb down the population and make them make basically make dissent impossible because everybody's vision has been compromised. And I think one of the biggest things to realize you're talking about opening eyes is that, yeah, this collusion also known as conspiracy which we have been taught since 1963 at least was uh, something that doesn't exist other than in bank robbers. They have conspiracies, but nobody else. And they wouldn't have taught us that conspiracies don't exist unless that was one of the primary things going on. The scope of it, you're talking about... Israeli so-called scientists and doctors doing these Nazi-type experiments on the people. It's happening all over the world. And, and in the United States, after the Nuremberg trials, which were, to a large extent, show trials, just sacrificing a few doctors and hiring the rest, and they were brought to countries like America and the Soviet Union and maybe to Israel, too. I don't know. Um through various channels, but in the in America was known as Operation Paperclip, as I'm sure you know. Sure. And they wanted the public to think, oh, here's the, it's just like Tuskegee is the exper- designated experiment, which would never happen again, which everybody's allowed to know about. And to take their attention off the fact that that's the rule everywhere. And it's the same thing with what the doctors were doing in the Nazi experiments. That's now going on everywhere as well. And there is some resistance in various countries, but I haven't seen any politicians realizing and saying that the vaccines, and we're obviously going to have to put this on a different platform than the main one because we'll, we'll be kicked off immediately. But I would rather openly talk about what's happening and we'll deal with that and um, I haven't seen any political leaders come out and and tell the truth probably because they don't know vaccines have I don't see any evidence back to 1796 when Jenner was active with the first western version of vaccines no adjuvants or anything just what they call simple clean vaccines so to speak and they were maiming and killing people then mostly kids and all the all the diseases that are claimed to have been prevented and eradicated, it's not true. They yeah, they yeah. all disappeared for other reasons. Yeah. And I haven't seen any politician saying that. And I think these closed door meetings that you're talking about in not just Israel but all over indicate that it's all coordinated now worldwide. It is. And the and the plan is not friendly it's i mean i i've looked into that for decades and i think the only thing that makes sense 
is a plan of total extermination, including the perpetrators who think that they won't need their carbon-based life forms anymore because they're going to merge into a kind of cyberspace. And they're doing a ceremonial sacrifice. It's not for money. They just use money to motivate the servants who work for them, and it's very effective, and to control the people too. And so all we have to do is like, I don't know if it's happened in Israel, but in the U.S., they used to, when you got the newspaper delivered for your daily brainwashing on your driveway in the morning, and they would have things, not just comics, but chess puzzles about three inches by three inches or smaller, and that little chessboard, and here's where the pieces are, and you have five moves, and you have to win the game. And that's it. This is our chess puzzle. Mm. And so how much awake and creative and connected to the force that you were talking about are, do, are we still so that if, as you said, time is limited, can we use that much time and solve the chess puzzle? I mean, you have to even see where the pieces are to start. But, but I think we can. About. I mean, I want to believe we can. Yeah, because, me too. <laughs> because otherwise, what? I mean, look, th- there's many ways to look at it, but I think the way you just described it is, uh, is the most accurate one. I mean, to see things as they are, to strip all the bullshit from the story and all the sidetracks is to really admit that this planet, this world at the moment, yeah. at least at least for, again, not forever, but for a certain time, is being controlled by blood-sucking creatures. And they, they, they worship death. They yeah. worship sickness. They worship power. They, what? Notice they're not just killing everybody all at once. Because yeah, they, sure. ha- they do have the technology to do that now. Yeah, Probably 50, they, 50 years ago. They don't want to do it like that. They, they, don't, have they, to, they have to satisfy certain criteria. Yes. They, and they're they, carefully they need doing this that. Game. They need this control game. They need this. Look, it's like I, I've been saying... I've been speaking about it recently uh, in Hebrew. Uh, you know, they like the Stockholm Syndrome. They like yeah. the um, victims to like them. <laughs> you know, it's a sick, psychopathic... And then and they want those Stockholm-affected victims to kill themselves. So, you know, this satisfies certain criteria as well. Yes, they're, yes, not, it, they're not guilty of it because these people were just crazy. They destroyed themselves. And more than that, they know, let's see if I can say it in English, (laughs) a man and a woman who got the intelligence, but the high, I'm talking about the high spiritual intelligence that can be used on a daily basis, who do not use this intelligence, are actually falling into the hands of these blood-sucking creatures who say something like that. If you are not using your intelligence, that means you're an animal. That means I can treat you as an animal with no intelligence, with no 
human-like intelligence, right? That means I can do whatever I want to you because you don't see that you're not using your intelligence, you're not aware of it, and you're not aware of what I'm trying to do to you. That reinforces what I'm trying to do for you, to, right. to you as something, all right. I, you see, I, I don't think I got it right in English. <laughs> well, there's a long say. tradition in many languages and many religions that God wants you to kill people who are subhuman. So if the entire human race can be defined as subhuman, as animals, then like you say, you're the farmer, you can do what you want. And that language is even in the uh, federal law of the United States. And it, it, it uses the language to say things like experiments on humans, on the population, on our citizens are illegal. Unless it's for science or mm-hmm. for the public good or, you know, they have a whole list of things unless, and in which case it's fine. And this language of animals gets into medical terminology when you look at herd, imu- herd immunity. Yep. yep. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Who is the herd? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. It's just what you're saying. And, you know, most people think Germany has lost the war. And Germany... It's true, Germany has lost the war, but the Nazis have won. And they've been, since then, they've been doing what they're doing for decades now, improving their strategies and technologies and psychology and mind control and social engineering to reach this time where they can use all this in parallel and to see from from afar using computer algorithms who already planned or forecast the scenarios that we are now living in they already been doing and running these scenarios since many years ago yeah and they, right. they've been laying laying this uh, laying down this foundation to have their madness fulfilled through this COVID-19, which will lead to something totally different. COVID-19 is just the starting point for this madness, and most people don't see it. They think they'll take the two shots or three shots, and they go back to normal. They don't see it. And again, I go to what you said before, because I think, again, this is the most important thing, is to understand that we are not dealing with empathic creatures like us. We are dealing with psychopathic creatures you know, I, and they I, are maybe being controlled by entities yeah you can call them demons or whatever it doesn't demigods doesn't matter now but they are being controlled by these entities these energies yeah and they have been already diverted and twisted from the original state mm-hmm. into something new which we as men and women we do not we, we cannot comprehend. It's beyond our empathic <laughs> abilities. It's beyond our comprehension to even think in these ways. And, right. you know, I did a show. I did a show the other day. It's a good example. You know, there's these uh, um, videos that shows 
Well, the some of them. They show Hillary Clinton, either she roll her eyes in a very mad way, or she's laughing in a very strange, madly way, or she cannot stand still and people are holding her because her legs are, um, you know, shaking and she cannot stand up. And I showed this. And I was talking before, I mean, this I showed later on, but before that, I was telling my audience about the mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. The mad cow disease has different names. In the ancient tribes, or some indigenous tribes, it's called Kuru, K-U-R-U. Mm, okay. in, in, uh, it's also called mad cow disease. It's also called Kreuzfeld Jacob disease right. and also a uh, preon or freon disease yeah pri right? so these are uh, different names to the same same problem yeah the cause of this problem if you look at the cows it's feeding the cows with uh, cows flesh and cows yes. bones so basically and it's cannibalism. cannibalism right yes now Some of the symptoms on hum- humans is what you can see on Hillary Clinton. And she has this hole on her tongue, mm-hmm. which is also one of the symptoms. So again, these mad eyes flipping their eyes like that, and this mad laughter, and you cannot control your limbs. You cannot stand upright, right. uh, straight, and, um, and you have this thing on your tongue. You don't have to have all of the symptoms, and they may come between five and fifty years, okay? I mean, it may take time and you may not even have the symptoms. But when you do, it, it's quite unique symptoms. So there's no other disease that you can uh, fit it in by using these three or four symptoms together. And why I'm telling about that, because you obviously know about that, but for the viewers and listeners, they need to know that these people are really, really mad, and mm-hmm. they're really bad, and they're really doing evil stuff, and they are, they are responsible for so, so many, so much violence, so many kidnaps, so much misery. Uh, in the world, especially towards children mm-hmm. and babies. And when, not saying if, I'm saying when we will wake up to that, it, it can be finished really quickly. Because, again, we are the majority. Although there's few millions of, their, of them, it's not just a few thousands. I mean, they are being controlled by, let's say, a small group of 200, which control 10,000, which control millions. It's a pyramid-shaped power structure, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so, and it's going back thousands of years. I mean, yeah. we've been lied to about life and about what is life. This worshiping the demigods, the demons, these entities, has been going back for thousands of years, and this sacrificing uh, children and sacrificing others uh, to Molech and Baal and Ashtoret and 
ולוסיפר, וואטאבר, דה קרימיישן אוף קר, ואול סורטס אוף סרמוניז, הם אקצ'לי ג'סט דה טיפ אוף דה אייסברג, אוף וואטס גויינג און ריילי ביהיינד דה סינס, פור דיז מאד פיפול, אנד ריילי מאד סטאפ דה דה דוינג. We are really naive. <laughs> I miss my, <laughs> I miss my naivety, you know? I really miss it. Because to learn about these things, it, it affects you, but there's no other way. You, you know, I, I, that's so true that when I started really getting deeply into, find, you know, digging into this kind of stuff, I had to stop and do something to my own consciousness because it was having a bad effect, just, just like um, when a detective studies the habits of a murderer to catch them. Sometimes yeah. they go crazy and they, be, you know, they absorb too much from the yeah. person they're studying. And I found that there is a way to protect yourself from that so that you don't get dragged into it. Um, That's a long subject, but I'm just... But I, I, I agree. I agree there's a way. I, I, yeah. And that I no, think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I just... It, it's a very delicate subject because most people don't know how to handle it and they may fall into this trap of getting lost with their own emotions and their own... And then they, want, they don't want to deal with it. They, they prefer not to know about it. But actually, the way forward is to know about it and to get rid of it and to put them in jail or kill them once and for all, get rid of them forever because we cannot allow this to continue because it... it, it you, you have to stop it when it's there, far, not when it's here. But now it's here because we were too lazy and too ignorant to stop it when it was further away. Now it's here in every house almost. You know, it's coming really, really close and most people cannot handle it. Only few. Really, you need a, a, a combination of some really specific qualities to A, to handle it without it dragging you down and be to be able to tell about it to others because yeah. this is so important to be shared not to uh, not in order to uh, rave about it but to find a solution for it's it only it's not even worth knowing unless it's to find a solution absolutely absolutely otherwise leave it if it's just for information you better see Hollywood bullshit movies better because you don't want to go down this line if you don't yeah, want at to least you're going to feel happier until you're you know <laughs> so though, even if you're just superficially happy R- right. but you know what's funny Richard when I when I did my research back in India in 2008 I learned about these things so j- just imagine I just started to learn about based on the moon colony on Mars and all this bullshit alright and And I went into <laughs> reading about it and learning, is it true, is it not, and why it's there, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And quite, uh, quite fast after that, I mean, I came across this sort of uh, information about these elite families, royal families, habits. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then it took me down the rabbit hole a bit more. And over the years... I published some stuff about it, but most people in, in Israel, in Hebrew, 
Most uh-huh. people do not want to know about it because it's too much for, yeah. for you know, if you want to look after your sanity, it's, it's too much to handle. Nowadays, many people are aware that this stuff is going behind the scenes and millions of children are being kidnapped around the world each year. Mm. And for, for, you know, for various purposes, which are not, neither of them is nice. So, right. Many people have now learned through this corona pandemic thingy that uh, we are being run, that the world is being run by psychopaths, by maniacs, and we need to, to stop them because we are the 99%. Really, we are the 90, 99.9%. It's us, and we can stop them. But we need to see reality as, as it is, not as we would like it to be, as it is. Then... You can get rid of, you know, the main slogan on my broadcast is mm-hmm. move away from evil and do good. It's and good why? Story. Yeah, it's, it's a phrase from, from uh, Tehillim, from uh, one of the books uh, from the Bible. And why it's important to know this? Because if someone is trying to do good, he may do something bad because he doesn't know bad. <laughs> so he do something good, think... You do something bad thinking it's good. So in order to do real good, you need to stay away from evil. You need to know at least where and what is evil so you can stay away from it, warn others about it, and then already you are 51% doing good. And then you can rebuild your good. You can plant trees, you can educate your children, you can uh, be happy, sing songs, learn good things about life, learn physics, learn the proper stuff, you know, not the bullshit science, etc., etc. But in order to do that, you have to know where where the bad lies, where evil uh, lurks, where, <laughs> where lie is. And you have to step away from lies and stay with truth and do good i, I think this too, is something the, the, cha- the challenge of that is that it's not just an intellectual process because in order to have the discrimination to even appreciate what you're learning mm. so that you know you gave the example of doing evil thinking that you're doing good most yeah. of the people pushing the vaccines are sure that they're doing good and For i example, think that yeah. If if you told them to move away from evil, they'd say, yeah, we got to get rid of all the anti-vaxxers. So in order to not have wrong discrimination in that process, you have to become conscious more. And Absolutely. I think that's not just more and more intellectual work. When, when you were in the beginning talking about what you referred to as grace coming in and giving you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an optional element. I, that allowed you to start understanding some of what your intellect could take in. And if you hadn't had that experience and you were still judging from your old consciousness, I think the result would have been different. So giving people on purpose that experience, not just momentarily, but on an increasing consistent basis that changes their self-awareness is like the first requirement because you can't skip that and go to just, okay, here's a list of all the bad things. What if they get the wrong list? They won't even know the difference. 
So, you know, they've got to change their base of awareness first before the facts and come from a different place. I mean, you tell me if you don't agree with that, but it seems... I, I agree. I'm just you speaking, and I'm thinking actually about my wife point of view because she would disagree. I agree with you, but my wife is saying that everything is consciousness, really. So, even good and bad are just judgments. And if someone is doing something what we may call bad, mm-hmm. it serves something in him and probably it serves something for the what we call victim. Otherwise, it wouldn't take place. Well, so, she's saying that so, they're getting something that they want by doing something that we would call bad. And yes. I, would, I would agree with her. They are. Because that's what they consider to make them happy. Yes, and also the what we call victim. You 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 can even take uh, you know uh, a bi- sorry for the example here, yeah, but let's say a beaten wife. Okay, she's leaving her husband, who is uh, uh, um, harming her, and then she finds some other man, and she falls into the same trap. She is again a victim. She's experienced the same things from a different man. Yeah. Something in her is still uh, not resolved. So she needs to go to this experience again in order to come out of it. She still hasn't uh, gone out of it. You know, she still hasn't gone through it. She's so she projecting has to go- the lessons that she has to learn. Right. All right. Yeah. And yeah, crea- yeah. creating the circumstances in her own reality that will allow and, and force that learning experience. So and I'm it, saying some, okay, on this, let's say we agree. All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Now what I'm saying is something, it's like a bit of an upgrade to the argument. Why? Because, okay, let's say it's true. And I'm saying, okay, now comes a new bully. <laughs> and he has new technology. He, with his technology... He can make you not know even who are you, mm-hmm. why you are here. He can make you forget or if you like disconnect from your visions, from yeah. your soul connections, from when you go to sleep and when your pineal gland is working, when you're producing all the stuff because you're a spiritual man. Yeah. But now this technology disrupts Exactly that. Doesn't matter if it's frequencies, chemicals, heavy metals, doesn't matter now what is it. That's not Still, a made up example. That's really happening. I know that's what I'm <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm giving you this example because up to this point, okay, I can agree or disagree with with what we said before. But now and let's say I agree. All right, we're on the same page, great. But now I'm saying when this technology comes into the game. It changes the game. <laughs> That's right. It, it changes the game because you have no choice anymore to go through a lesson or not. Now That's what they hope will finish the game. Yes, but my wife is saying, no, it's still part of the game. This technology, this changing of the rules of the game is still part of the game. This is part of creation. We are all under God and grace of God. 
So why you say that this technology is not? Well, as we know, that everything is. So why to exclude this? And I'm saying because this changes the nature of who we are. And by changing the nature of who we are, we are no longer a, an aware, to an extent, participant yeah. in the game. We are disconnected from being aware, to an extent, as a, as a game player, you know? And Th- this what is can I deep, do? I'm, this is a really deep question. Yes, I know. You know so because it, it may be that she and you, apparently on different sides of an issue, are both correct. And that in the larger game in which this so-called evil is allowed to come in and play its part and threaten the integrity of all the people who are previously trying to do good, maybe, or who could, and the the dark side is pushing for a a goal where there's no more uh, dissent because nobody's in touch with themselves or their source anymore. And maybe, you know, you would say, well, that that can't be part of the acceptable game because it might have a permanent bad outcome. And the way to see that that there may be something better is that what if we have the potential and the guaranteed outcome in the end that will connect to it that is so much stronger than any technology that can be invented on the dark side that we will be able to not only resolve this ourselves, but even awaken the people who are currently serving the dark side. So this is where I would say the human factor as can come into play or the surprise, the, the surprise yeah. factor, the surprise human factor can come into play because all the scenarios run by algorithms, by AI is one thing. But we, as long as we stay away from AI and be men and women, as we're supposed to be, we are less predictable. Although I'm sure I know that we are very predictable. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking the side of us that can flip the whole picture just because it's unpredictable and can change the whole story. I'm saying that. But with it, I'm also very aware (laughs) that history repeats itself. And we, you know, the Holocaust, we we have a saying in in Hebrew, never never forget. Yeah, I know. Right. Always remember. Yes. So never forget. And I've been telling people, you you forgot. Sorry. (laughs) You are saying never forget, never forget. (laughs) But you forget. So why are you saying never forget, never forget if you forget? I mean, people who left the Nazi camps, some of them are still alive today in Israel. Yeah. They are taking medicines coming from Merck or Bayer, which is IG Farben, <laughs> Nazi medicine, you know, drugs. And I'm like, and people don't see the hypocrisy or the absurdity of the situation. Now, Back then, in the Holocaust, there was a plan to exterminate a lot of Hebrew people, the yeah. people of Israel. They right. were on extermination uh, um, plan. <laughs> now, it's the same. 
Yeah. It's just a bigger the, scale. No, wait. Before the bigger scale, I want to stay specifically now, I want to stay in Israel or with the people of Israel because according oh, okay. to my research, according to my research, and I think you will agree with me, what I'm saying, I'll give you another example, what I'm saying to non-religious people, atheists, those who don't believe in God, I'm saying you are far... Not you, but your state is far worse than these bloody Luciferians. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they know that there is a God and they fight him or her or it. Okay? You, actually, as an atheist, you think there's no God. It's all a coincidence. This is really silly. Because they, the bastards, they know that there is a God, a creator, and they are fighting him. They are fighting him since, not the beginning, but straight off quite some time after that. Just to remind you and the viewers, the snake mentioned in the Bible, before he came to Eve, he was standing upright and he was talking. (laughs) Then God punished him and he said, you will forever crawl. Okay. Before that, he was standing upright. So what we may think about a snake or a type of a snake creature. Nowadays, it's totally different from what it was back then. Back then, the snake, he was quite a top dog. Sorry for the mix of uh, animals. He was quite, you know, he was a serious dude. He knew some stuff and he, he was clever enough to come to Eve and you know, play with her mind psychologically in order for her to do this and the other. Never mind. And then he was punished. But to think that this is gone, it's really naive. Because what has been happening for many, many years, the snake or the sons of the snake, as they are called, another name, they they actually... Had and still have a jealousy with men. Because when God put Adam, Adam here, he was the cherry on the pie. He was here to rule them all, if you like, all right? Including the snake. The snake didn't like that. He was jealous. And he did what he could in order to cause. Adam and Eve to divert, to to twist from where they were originally. Because God told them, you can do everything, just don't eat from this tree. And the snake came and told them, listen, why do you think he told you not to eat from this tree? Because when you eat from this tree, you'll become like him. So he doesn't want you to be like him. So you eat from this tree, you become like me also. Look, I can speak, I can walk, I can... Anyway, it's more complex than that, but basically that's the superficial story. And Eve done that, and Adam done that, and they were punished and expelled from heaven, and the snake was punished, and he had to crawl till today. The sons of the snake, and mind you, it may be that the snake, who, reminding you again, standing <laughs> standing on both legs and speaking, he may communicated with Eve in various ways, and in some books of the uh, Israeli tradition, it says that he put something in her, 
And from that action, more sons and daughters came, which are not, do not belong to Adam, to Adam, okay? We are the sons of Adam and Eve. Some others may be the sons and daughters of Snake and Eve. And there's a lot of jealousy because the Creator said, according to the story, I'm not, yeah, never mind now, we can argue if the story is right or not. But still, if I follow the story, Adam was the, the real dude here, according to the Creator. So the snake and his uh, um, uh, offsprings, they were still quite jealous. And since then, till now, what they're trying to do is <laughs> to destroy man, to mislead him, but in such a way that man has to choose, has his free will, because that's the rules of the game. Man has to say, yes, I want this vaccine or shot. Yeah. It's not, it's not really by force. Man has to choose it. And then it's not the snake uh, fault. Right, it's it's Adam fault. So, a it's fighting man. Uh, B it's through this war fighting the Creator in order to prove to well, basically to prove who is top dog here on this creation. And that's maybe a simplistic way to look at it, but it's also because of my, I would say, uh, vocabulary maybe. But not only. It's a very simplistic way to look at it, but at the same time, it's quite interesting because we do know that the story that is being run in this world at the moment, behind the scenes, <laughs> has been running for thousands of years. And it's the same story over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And until we will, it will continue unless we wake up, unless we see, whoa, all this reality was hidden for me by sidetracks, by distractions from the mainstream media, elections, politics, Corona, 5G, what have you. But when you look at it as it is, you start to realize also who you are. Who am I as a man, as a woman? How much power we have how much awareness we can have and grow and walk with it in order to, you know, never mind that, just our uh, electromagnetic field is nine meters diameter. That means whoever comes in this field, I sense him or her. Mm -hmm. even, even a butterfly, if I'm sensitive enough, even a little warm in the soil, I can hear it. If I'm sensitive enough, I'm such an amazing creature. Yeah. But I was so dumbed down by these forces, by these entities, by these sons and daughters of the snake, yeah. that I forgot who I am. And we need to remember, and better sooner than later, I think that's the we first, need to remember who we are. That's the first step, really, that's going to determine the outcome. And it, it can't be memorizing a bunch of beliefs it's no. got to be experiential self-inquiry self-discovery it's it's, self -inquiry, self -discovery. it's, it's yeah. you have to experience it you have to go through the grief of letting go of crying and saying goodbye to your old to who you were 
because it was a fiction. It's not real. It's like the straw man or the cooperation they're trying to put yeah. on. It's not real. It's, it's fictitious. It's live it, drop it, be you, be real, be alive, whatever the consequences are. Because, hey, I'm telling this almost every broadcast. I'm telling, listen, stop being afraid to die. That's the first important thing. Then yeah. you can start live your life. I think I completely agree. It's just that people might say, even if they were aware enough to realize the importance of that, say, that sounds great. How do you do it? You know, in other words, if I learn some new facts, <clears throat> am I not going to be afraid anymore? Or is there something on a deeper level that has to change, you know, so that you just aren't afraid anymore? It's not because of what you now think. You, you're coming from a different place. Yeah. And it sounds like not being, you know, any more in-depth aware of the projects that you're doing now, but would it be fair to say that the common theme is to try to help people get to a different place so that they'd be more self-aware and aware of everything else and have a chance to turn it around? Yes, yes. And and just to relate to that, I mean, it's not that you will have no fear anymore, but your relationship with yourself being afraid is different now. Your attitudes toward your fears is different now because you have shifted from who you were or where you were before, previously, when you were, everything, every little thing made you scared, made you being afraid. Yeah. But now it's different. You are freer. You are more free from all these little things that made you stuck in yeah. your persona. And now it's time to let go of this persona. We are all alive and kicking men and women. We are, this is for real. We are God we were made by God. We didn't come from monkeys. Monkeys yeah. were made by God. Plants were made by God. What is God? Who is God? I don't know, but it's intelligent. Yeah. It's highly intelligent. It's the most intelligent that you can start maybe and dream what intelligence is. This is the tip of the iceberg of what, what it or he or she can be and do. And all this is experiencing itself, like, what's his name? Bill Hicks, you know, uh -huh. he has this uh, famous quote that uh, we are uh, um, consciousness experiencing itself in this journey. You know, it's mm -hmm. amazing. It's, it's amazing how it actually is. And we need to remember that because we have forgotten who we are. We think we need a mortgage. We think we need a newer car. We think we, we need a new phone model. We think we need all sorts of bullshit. Well, actually, we just need some grapes and water and sit with friends. And that's it. We are here to enjoy. All this is heaven. All of this is heaven. And someone came and told you, no, this is not heaven. Come and show you heaven. You live in this brick house. You, you pay your electricity bill, you pay your water, it's heaven. This is heaven. Petit bourgeois heaven, but it's heaven. And we need to remember that this is, this is fake. 
We are being fooled big time. And yes, we have been progress, you know, over the years and we can accomplish many things that we haven't before, but look where it leads us. <laughs> yeah, might, might have been the wrong priorities at, the point, at that point. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you know, Richard, I've been interviewing few prominent rabbis and there's more to come. Very, very intelligent people. And I've learned a lot, not just from them, but I've learned a lot. I mean, I came to this 2020 year quite prepared <laughs> after many years of research, you know. And I was not surprised. I mean, once the, the, this Wuhan bullshit started in Wuhan, I knew the WHO has started something big and soon it will come here. And this is, this is like the Joker. I, the same day I read something about that in Wuhan, I knew they are playing now. They put the Joker on the table. And, but I was not, I was not afraid. I, I, I came prepared, all right? Yeah. Still, still, I learned so many things in the last one year. So many things about life, about truth, about humanity, about health, about God, about myself, uh, about grace, about priorities, chances, <laughs> luck, uh, preparedness, you know, uh, so many things. And I'm still learning. And I think that's the most important part because this is how you grow. Because if you stay stuck on TV in anxiety, <laughs> being afraid from a little virus, you don't grow. You don't learn nothing. You just get brainwashed. You don't grow. You are stuck. And by being stuck in the same place, day in, day out, that means you are going backwards because there's no, not really being stuck. It's either you go forward or backwards. Because time is progress, things are moving, and you are still stuck in the same place. So it means like you're moving backwards from where all reality is heading. And people need to learn. They need to come out of ignorance. They need to stop ignoring the truth. Right. Well, let me ask you, um, because we're near the end of this first episode, um, if people want to follow in more detail what you're doing, I noticed the main website that I looked at was in for people that read Hebrew. So if they're coming from an English perspective, wh what's the best way to stay in touch with, you know, the things that you're doing? Well, first, learn some Hebrew. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I should have done that. I've had a week since we arranged this. <laughs> um, I, I think the best place now I mean I have a few websites mind you in 2008 I didn't know how, how to write an email and see where I am today with few websites and all this but the, the main yeah. platform now after I've been censored on YouTube and Patreon and Facebook etc actually right. we've started a new platform which is called uh, Live 528 the actual address is uh, live.ahava528.com. Uh, send you the link so you can probably put it somewhere. And yes. this is like, this, it's a quite, <laughs> quite amazing. Everyone can open a channel there. Just think of it as a YouTube, but it offers much, much more. Uh, first of all, it's not uh, Nazi. <laughs> Second, there's no censorship. 
And also, besides opening a channel and uploading videos, you can also do live streaming. Also, mm-hmm. you have your own cloud, so you can upload, like Google Drive, if you like, but it's not Google's, it's ours, it's private. So you can upload the material you have, not just videos, but, you know, files, documents, etc. Mm-hmm. We have our own conference rooms, so you can actually, like Zoom, You can actually have your own conference room on a private server, and it doesn't cost you a penny. We have our own wiki <laughs> in order to uh, straight things up. We like to flip all the bad terminology that they are using against us right. to flip it, to flip it and uh, make sure people understand what we what we up against and um, and we have also our own mail service so From having seen necessity is the mother of all inventions, so mm-hmm. by being censored from these uh, Nazi platforms, actually it made me and some friends not to move you know many people move to Bitute or to Rumble or to Brighton and various other places that are now be- starting to censor them as well. Right. what we've done we actually uh, built from scratch with open source uh, uh, softwares and apps and stuff like that we uh, build our own platform that again it gives you much more than YouTube and it's private on private servers we do need donations if people would like to donate to what we are doing that's great because at the moment I'm I'm basically paying something like six hundred dollars a month and soon I will be paying a couple of hundred dollars more every month. Because we're increasing the the infrastructure and we need to do that because more people are people are starting to understand that here it's a platform that will not censor their material and will not uh, g- give them community guidelines bullshit in order to take them right. down so this platform is really really recommended people can go there you can choose the language you can make it make it all English uh-huh. and So you can make it Dutch, you can make it Russian, you can, there's so many languages there. I mean, it's not just Hebrew. They uh, can go see it at this address that you gave? Absolutely. Live.ahava.ahava no. Ahava is A-H-A-V, like Victor A, correct? Indeed. And then the number 528 after that. Dot com. Or you can just write on a, any search engine, just write a Live 528, and uh, you... You know you'll get there, and I have my own channel there, but this is a to a, a full website that gives other people the opportunity to start their own channel, so I have my own channel there, but the whole website belongs to a group of us that just want you know we we okay. <laughs> we look forward and we see where it's heading, so we yeah, want to your own channel is is your own channel mostly stuff in Hebrew yes, my own channel is ahava five to eight okay and um look. It's in Hebrew, but you can translate it quite quickly um it won't be accurate translation, but you get most of it mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of stuff information uh, that I put out over the years. A lot of it actually comes from English to be honest, some of it obviously I was writing it uh, as a blog post my, myself, not just translating. Um, and people can translate it and at least get the get the head around the the sub the subjects I've touched but again if people would like that's the best way to do their own research and really go to the experts that I've been uh, interviewing 
And you can find all these interviews on my new platform, this live 5 to 8, because I've switched uh, everything I had, almost everything I had on YouTube to that platform. So I have myself, I have there, I don't know, something like 800 movies there. Okay, but altogether, there's like, I don't know, 2,000 movies there, maybe more, I don't know, at the moment. Okay, and those are, a lot of those are interviews, right? A lot, in, yes, there's a lot of interviews, a lot of material in English. Obviously, there's also a lot in Hebrew. Okay, because, and those are on your channel, the Ahava 528. Yes, yes, you, you find there a lot in Hebrew, but again, you can translate, and people can stay in touch with me through the uh, new platform, through my own website, uh, just contact, uh, very easy to contact me, really. Really? I'm saying this also to the, you know, to the Mossad, to the CIA. It's very easy to contact me. Oh, great. <laughs> so if they want, anybody that wanted to contact you, they would go to your channel on that platform? Yes, just, that right? just contact. And yeah, it's, it's really easy. You know, if you want, I put my phone number there. I don't have WhatsApp. I have an old, uh, I have an old phone. I don't have yeah. a smartphone. Everything is wired. I don't have. Good. Wi-Fi, just so you see, let's see. I'll check radiation level. See. No, you see something? I don't see anything. Hang on. It says green, that's the best, right? I don't see the number. Yeah, but it's, it's 0.0001 milliwatt per square meter. So it's yeah. really... It's really low. It's like one of the lowest on the planet. Yeah, really. yeah, that's great. That must be yeah. reflecting the area that you're living in as well. It's not, it's not just the area. It's the choices I made. It's like, uh, because if you go to another house here, they have full Wi-Fi. But I, I've chosen a house that is uh, far enough from other uh, mm-hmm. houses Wi-Fi. I have trees around me. Yeah, I have no Wi-Fi here, no uh, wireless uh, internet. Everything is wired, you know. So I made the right choices, basically, uh, in order to have my surroundings fit yeah. to my mitochondria. <laughs> really, uh, yeah, good, good idea. So yeah. do, at this point, uh, just for people to remember from everything that we've talked about, what would you say the bottom line, most important thing to keep with you is? Um, learn don't stop learning and if you have children you have to remind them almost daily about the truth because this propaganda this brainwashing machine really what they are after is our children and if we let our children grow up with masks and this medical dictatorship, yeah, we are fucked. Sorry for my English. We are really, really fucked yeah. because most of us, you know, I'm nearly 50 years old. Probably, probably maybe not, but probably I'm after the half of my life, you know. We, we need aware parents in order to have aware children. You know, people tell me, oh, the kids of today, they are so clever. They can activate a smartphone with it. Right. And like, listen, a monkey can do that. This is not, this is no clever at all. Clever is to know what the sun can do to you. 
and how the sun can improve your health and your life. Clever is to know how to go outside and be next to trees and birds and, and you know, butterflies and touch with your feet on the soil. Clever is to hug one another and to, to know that there's, these viruses is bullshit. Clever is to remember joy, love, grace, happiness, and no masks. Clever is to see each other's eyes and face and to learn from it and don't stop learn. It's so important, so important. People don't understand. People don't appreciate. They just, I also like to sit like, you know, on my, my sofa or on my chair and just to watch something, you know. We all got used to it. Right. But we need to, we need to step away from it. We have no choice. We need to leave our mobile phones. I don't say leave the screens or leave computers uh, uh, altogether, but use it. Don't let it use you. And at the moment, technology is using humanity. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, people were using technology. Now, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. And whoever runs this technology is really badass. And we cannot afford... Um, I don't want to say to lose because it's, a, it's not a nice word, but we cannot afford ourselves to fall back to sleep or to give up on our children. Because again, the target is them. Yeah. We need to protect them. We need to do everything, everything we can. And also some things that we cannot, we need to do them. And we have no time. We need to right. stop this madness now. Uh, this is what I had to say. <laughs> for, yeah. yeah. I think it's a very important message and totally agree. So, neat. Well, hopefully we'll start seeing things get better and we'll stay in touch. And uh, I hope so. And I really enjoyed that talk. Thank you very much, Richard. And yeah, thanks, me too. Uh, so thank you for on. all the audience. And thanks, uh, Doug, for uh, doing the technical bits. Yeah, definitely. That's the center of the whole thing. So... <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, everybody, there goes Shai Dannon. Um, hope you enjoyed that. I, I, you know, as I told you before, I only heard about him, a com- you know, maybe three or four weeks ago on his great interview with David Icke, which is posted, up, excuse me, posted on lostartsradio.com. And I, that's worth listening to also if you wanted to. And I wanted to hear some more about what is happening in Israel as far as the uh, pandemic and freedom and vaccine situation. So, you know, we got to get into that a little bit tonight. And also about the work that he's doing, which turns out to be educational. And, and he's working on this great platform that everybody's invited to look at by going to the live l i v e dot ahava a h a v a five two eight dot com where you can have a channel that sounds like it's truly uh free of censorship and you can move youtube videos over there and uh if they get deleted on youtube they don't get deleted off of his platform which is looks really good. A lot of it's in Hebrew, but it, a lot of it's in English, too. And apparently it can be translated. So we're looking into that now. It looks very valuable. 
anyway, that's how to follow his work. He also spoke highly of the work of Dr. Jack Cruz, which is not work I'm really familiar with, so I'm going to take a look at that. But um, mainly, Shai is, is being a great example of a freedom activist and an educator and somebody who's not out there saying, I know everything and everybody who disagrees is wrong. He's got that natural humility of somebody who's becoming, you know, wiser and saying, well, that's great. You know, for all of us, we need to know, always be open to to questioning and finding out what we believe or think is right is not right because we're one step closer to understanding things in an accurate uh, manner. And I, I thought it was great to get in touch with Shia. So I think that's about it for the uh, Sunday show tonight. Glad you were able to tune into it. Remember, we have a Saturday show uh, that is Lost Arts Radio Live, uh, 4.30 Pacific and 7.30 Eastern every Saturday, and that's related something to current events. So you might find that interesting. And then Lost Arts Radio has a program called Planetary Healing Club, which meets half an hour after Lost Arts Radio Live is over, and that's for people that want to get deeper into consciousness and physical health protocols and things like that that we're talking about that can actually be used to work toward the outcomes that Shire is reminding us are so important to avoid the world suicide path that humanity is on right now and reverse it. So anybody that's interested in that can access that program through planetaryhealingclub.com. That's a subscription one, and it it includes live interaction uh, with all of us who are there, including myself and Doug. And it's pretty interesting. If you're willing to do the work, it could be worth it because it's about um, things that you can do for your own life transformation and to become more uh, effective in doing good things in the world. So you'll see more when you go there and on the page. If you have questions about it, just ask me uh, on contact forms on the site. And if you have, if you want to keep us on the air and support the work we're doing and you have the means to do us, do that. There are donate buttons on lostartsradio.com and lostartsresearchinstitute.org as well as subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. So take a look at those. And I think that's about it. The main message, like Shai was talking about, is educate yourself, learn, which he said is really important. I totally agree with him. Um, Get your health back as much as you can. You know, we've all made dumb mistakes that limit what we can do, but there's a lot regardless of that. And get get your body in as good shape as you can because it makes the internal more powerful consciousness work uh, a lot easier to access and that's about all and and don't believe the fact that you're supposed to be limited and, and helpless and dependent on teams of experts where our message is it's the opposite uh, take care of yourself and find out all that you can do how you can make your best contribution to what happens in the near future in the world and you're a really powerful primary part of that. And if you get back in touch with that, it's pretty much unlimited as long as you don't believe that you can't do something. Uh, a lot of it is it has been possible all along. So take care of yourself and um, learn everything you can. Beware of the, uh, the vaccines 
and uh, do what you can. Stay in touch. I'd like to hear feedback from you, ideas for shows and questions, anything like that. Feel free to communicate. And we'll be here and see you next time. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Love 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.